listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name's Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And again, we're from the otakuspirit.com website. You can go there for our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community on the forum at the top there. And today is our... It's, it's first impression time, Chris. Is it now? Summer 2015's been happening. Are you sure? Everybody's been saying it's the end of anime. Are you sure? It's the worst season ever. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. It's worse than even the last worst season, which was the season before this, which was worse than the season before that. This is the worst. The worst one. No, no. Because the last, the last three seasons, everybody's been saying that it's been really awesome. No, the, every season they say it's the worst. This is killing anime kind of things. No, I think the last time that they said that it was really bad was last year. Last summer. I've, I've already heard a couple this season, though. But yeah, not as, uh, truthfully, it's not 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 as bad on the Twitter sphere and stuff of people saying it's bad as like last season, which was pretty bad. But yeah, summer twenty fifteen. Uh, this is our first impressions. We're here to tell you all the uh, the million shows that we watch, which ones, what's in them, what we like about them, what we might not like about them, and tell you you know what, based on that, you can decide if you want to watch them or not. Yeah, it sounds about right. Because not everybody has the stomach to watch all this stuff. I think that's that's something about what we do on a first impression. Don't we usually do that? Yes. This is new. We're diving into new grounds here. And I, <laughs> I was telling Chris before this, like, I technically, there's nothing really in this season that is bad. I mean, I, 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 yeah, there's a couple shows where I'm kind of uncomfortable watching them. Uh, there's a couple of them that I it just doesn't fit my taste, but overall, I I don't find any of these shows inherently, you know, bad. I I'm in, I'm enjoying them is the, the main thing. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I just have more. I don't know. I more I, thicker I think, skin I, than I, usual. I, I I don't know. I I'm apparently evil because I I dropped a show. You I, did. I actually dropped a show. Real quick. Real quick. One episode. <laughs> One I don't know episode. if you got to that entire episode. Actually, I did. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I I think we're turning tables. What's up with that? Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, besides like Symphogear and uh, Gotcha Mind, which I haven't we haven't watched the first season of that. But we're actually planning on watching the first season, so yes. that we can then watch that show. So hopefully, by the time our reviews come around, we'll be able to tell you all our full thoughts on that show but we wanted to get it second get it in there for for this but it, it just wasn't gonna happen but at the same time it's not really something you can talk about in a first impression the second season are very difficult to talk about if it's very story based i mean we're gonna have some comedy and and slice of life fun shows like nanambiori and and working that we're gonna talk about later but there's no real deep story that we could just jump in there and tell you about it so gotcha man i think it's gonna be a little different i think that's gonna be one that you can't really talk too much in the second season probably we'll see we'll see um i guess we should start are you sure we got tons we got tons to go through uh we're kind of doing things a little different this time what we're going to do is actually not rush through all these shows i know we've had in the past we've had first impressions where we sprint through the stuff try to get as much stuff as possible through and then slap it all in one podcast and but since we kind of got rid of the mid-season reviews and we kind of are a little later on the first impressions, we're going to actually go into the, these things a little more. So that'll be interesting. We'll see if people like it. Hope so. Uh, let's start with the first one, which is uh, Jitsu wa Watashi wa, which is actually I am, if you're watching on uh, in English. 
um, is currently streaming on Crunchyroll, and it follows a boy named Asahi, who is a bad liar. He, he's he's an open book, as they say. He, anytime somebody questions on something, and he he, he just you can't he he's got a bad poker face, the opposite of a poker face. Um, but anyways, at some point, he, he of course he has his real big crush on this girl named Yuko. And he wants to tell. He wants to confess with her finally, and his friends kind of give him the, yeah, go ahead and do it, go do it. You you can do this. You, you go ahead and do it, kind of thing. And he goes in there. No, no, no. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. What? I, you're you're already messing the whole thing up. What? They're saying go in there and do it because you don't want to end up like the other girl. End up like the other girl. Rejected before you actually confessed. Yeah, that was a that was a bad <laughs> thing. Uh, the 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 class rep who rejected him once before in a very bad way, um, but yeah. He, anyways, he goes up there and he goes to confess to this girl after school, and he walks in and come to find out this girl is a vampire, and she's got her wings spread out and everything. Well, it's a bit of a shock to him, but he still likes her, and she's like immediately, I guess I'm gonna have to leave. I I can't be in the school anymore. My dad told me if I'm caught, if my secret is out, I have to leave the school. And he's like, no, I. I I don't want you to leave this school. I, I want you to have a fun time at school. And he realizes that she was always alone, and that was probably wise because she was trying to distance herself. And so he says, you know, I'm going to keep your secret. I'm not going to tell anybody. But, of course, like we just mentioned earlier, he's a bad liar. So that thus entails his adventures of trying to keep this secret for this girl uh, so that she can continue going to school there. Um, of course, there's all these little goofy things in there, like the the misconceptions of what a vampire is. They have their own take on a vampire. Um, and it, it kind of progresses from there as he starts, for some reason, meeting more more of the girls in the classes and, and finding their quirks, I guess is the best way of putting it. <laughs> and how colorful his class is of, of, of classmates and teachers and stuff. So I'm, I'm ready to call it. I'm, I'm ready to call it. Call it. This is the season of Monster Girls. Mm, three shows? <laughs> three or four? I mean, just Monster Girls all over the place this season. I'll, I'll mention my other season of later, but that is that could go with one. We can go with one of those as, as that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's one of those shows where when we seen the PVs and you, you heard our, our preview on this show, it was like, this show looks bad. Like the character designs just look bad. It visually is okay. Like the environments and everything are okay. It's just, I don't myself care for the character designs. And then we went into the show. and It turns out the one character that was turning me away the most, which was the vampire girl, Yoko is the, the most adorable character in the show. I love her. And especially her, her reveal at the very beginning was like, oh my gosh, she's, her reaction was adorable. I'm going with class rep myself. But yeah, so. <laughs> class rep in the last two episodes has definitely become like the new it. Uh, I really love her character and, and her big reveals is just that whole thing just had me shocked and just laughing. It was, it was quite humorous. The only downside of the show, I've gotten over the character designs. I, I'm still a little iffy on... Uh, this kind of provocative character they show on LP. Are you, you going to bash the Ghetto Queen? The what? The Ghetto Queen. <laughs> yeah, yes. The the camera girl. The childhood friend. Ah, oh, that poor thing. She's just <laughs> obnoxious. I can't stand her. Um, she's misunderstood. I'm hoping, I'm hoping after now that she's had her episode where they kind of get into her, that she'll chill out. 
Doubt it. But yeah, I'm assuming eventually every episode she's probably going to show up, hose, ho- tie somebody up in a hose and turn the hose on just to get that joke out there again. But yeah, I suppose what will end up happening is they'll they'll figure out some way to get her to chill out and and she'll chill, but she'll still her jokes will still be her her thing. I'm curious if it's going to be a, to do with the glasses and her yeah. her okaying the glasses, so, so to speak, to be vague enough for us all. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's been surprisingly entertaining. I wasn't too sure about the first episode until the very end, and then ever since then, I've kind of just been enjoying it. It's it's not it's got a few annoying aspects of it, like I said earlier, the the camera girl. But besides that, I I I, I enjoy uh, Yoko. I enjoy uh, uh, Nagisa. I, I mean, these characters are just kind of fun, and they have some pretty funny quirks. It's not as it's not as heavily relying on the truth aspect as much as I thought it would. I thought it was constantly going to be him constantly struggling with words to say or something like that. But so far, really, just him, his encounter with the 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 newspaper girl. Yeah, definitely is the the, the, really the hijinks. Out. The hijinks seem to really kind of center around. He seems pretty him good at keeping dealing, a secret. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's more around him dealing with these very very weird situations involving these girls and and as much as that sounds like okay because i could say you could almost say the exact same thing about um uh monster monsumi uh where it's him dealing with these really off the wall girls and and what they bring to the table that's really what this show is really revolved around it's just monster monsumi they're in the public and this is their yeah, private they're they're in the private and they're trying to keep it all a secret and that that all works out surprisingly well. Um, I, I, I don't particularly care for the artwork. I'm not. I'm not totally turned off by it. Um, but I definitely enjoy the chemistry and the the, the humor that they're hitting on here. Um, I think it's just really a, a simple, silly fun that that I think that works. I mean. The figure episode, by far, the funniest thing I've oh, by seen far. this season. <laughs> yes, <definitely. laughs> I was just laughing so much watching that whole thing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been it's been very 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 enjoyable, and I'm very surprised because, like I said, when I came into it, I was like, oh, bad artwork, yay, keeping it a secret, whoopie doo. But it's it surprised me. It's not like they're all clinging on him and chasing after him and fighting over each other over him. It's really just kind of happening. Pretty naturally, as much as I can say, <laughs> if, if you can call, you know, monster girls and stuff uh, naturally. Which, but. surprisingly, <laughs> this is kind of a weird thing, is the dither is not dense. <laughs> His love interest is dense. Yeah, the, the, yeah, Yuko's pretty dense. But, I mean, they kind of, they kind of answer that by the fact that she's kind of socially isolated. So it makes sense. It's not just the fact that she's just dense. Just yeah, the, the, they, they actually had to think these characters out. I mean, <laughs> why? How would he make sense? Why would? Why would we want to make sense? That's not. That's not right. All right. Um, let's move forward. Let's go into Seiyu life, uh, or Sore ga Seiyu, which, if for those who don't know, a Seiyu is basically a voice actor or voice actress. Correct me if I'm Big wrong. Big names are in okay. the show too. Um, yeah, I've, I haven't really kind of looked into that stuff, but that's one of them. One of them, I, I was blown away with who who she was when I actually looked at her her list. But this this follows uh, Futaba, and she is a not really aspiring uh, voice actress. She just kind of uh, she does her regular jobs, and she kind of felt that 
you know, being a voice actress would be some way of getting some extra income. Um, and she's kind of cast in roles like this uh, People, which is this little mascot character for this Evangelion ripoff or some some kind of Evangelion ripoff. It, the logo looks like Evangelion. They do a lot of playoff of different uh, different shows. Um, but yeah, she she's voiced as uh, this People character, and during that during times where she's trying to get new jobs at the same time, she's slowly running to these other girls. Like there's Ichigo, who is this girl who tries to personify her character as being this strawberry character and she's from strawberry land or whatever uh they also meet uh lynn i believe her name uh she, she is a like a she's still in like high school but yet she's got she's done so many roles she's like this this up-and-coming starring uh child voice actress and after some point they kind of had some struggles but this guy ends up capturing them they sees them uh, kind of conversing off to the side at one of their their uh, recordings, and he kind of enlists them. Hey, I want to do a web show, so you're going to. Uh, I want to hire you guys to go over here and just just do like this little kind of a podcast kind of thing, uh, just a web radio show where they just kind of talk about different things and just be themselves. Um, and that's kind of where we've gotten so far. It's it's an easy way of explaining the show is just kind of say the Shirobako of voice actresses. Um, it's just kind of one of those shows where it tries to have a little bit, not as, not as serious as Shirobako. It tries to have a lot of fun with the characters and they're, they're kind of cartoonishy, but at the same time they hit on all the kind of the, how they record stuff, how they line up people, how they choose their lines, uh, getting alternate roles at the same time that you're, you know, trying to shoot for one role. All these little things that, if you're interested in how voice acting voice acting happens in Japan, it kind of gives you an insight to that kind of stuff, how it's produced and stuff like that. Um, and for that reason, it's kind of an interesting show. Um, like I said, it's not as big and grandiose as like Shirobako, but it it does enough that it's it gives you the insight, but at the same time it keeps you entertained. I can say that probably a couple of the episodes uh, were not that interesting, but. I'm kind of I, I'm kind of liking it. it. It it's had a few moments that really caught my interest and had me laughing or kind of they they put in a little bit of drama here and there that's kind of interesting. But it's not that heavy of a show though. It's not spectacular. It's just a, a good show, I think overall. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely got its cute moments. I what I was what I was wanting to point out was really kind of cool is. Every once in a while, they'll actually cameo big names. Um, uh, I I got a kick out of it just looking at at the lists of some of these these big names and and they're they're names that aren't really as somebody that you you catch on a normal basis because they're um, some of these these char- I, I'm guessing they're just kind of more in the background anymore. They're not not really big names any. They're not in the forefront as far as. Uh, names that are coming up in in more recent anime but when you actually look at the list you're like wow i knew who that was why didn't i know that person's name and it and and it's and it's really cool uh like the banjo guy the the banjo gigan uh jingan and yeah. uh uh nozomi furuki and masako yeah Yozawa. she's she's gohan yeah <laughs> It was kind of funny because I kind of pointed out at some point uh, she was voicing something and it surprised them, and it kind of played off that aspect. I think it was I think it was a male character that she was voicing. 
I, I forget. It's, it's kind of out of my mind, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not changing anime. Uh, it's definitely not Shirobako level. Um, it's just a fun show. It's cute. Um, it has its moments. I, I, I definitely enjoy a couple of the recording points. I remember Chris was laughing at a point that I knew exactly when he was laughing because I actually enjoyed it. it was, uh, uh, they were they were doing their first recording for the web series and <laughs> and they got, and they and he was he was putting up a sign uh to to play off of something the other person yes. had mentioned <laughs> and he was something like uh expand expand on that he was pulling up a sign <laughs> expand on what she was talking about the food that she was talking about and she's like yeah what about bigger cake and he's like no that's not what i meant <laughs> kind of thing happening and they're just going off they're just this big rabbit hole they're chasing over the sign of expand on that, and it, it's just those little things like that that kind of get me and kind of it, chuckling. I I do I do enjoy the the little banter that goes back and forth. It's it's so natural. I mean, it feels awkward at first, but it's it's something that, that they're bad. I want to. I, I forgot to mention that they're bad. Like they're not good at what they do, and they kind of make it a point of that. Which, yeah. I mean, just like every time they do an interview, it's like, why are they choking up so bad? You're ruining your reputation. They're doing an interview for the radio show they're about to do, and they're looking bad in front of the camera. What are you doing? <laughs> well, and and that and that's something that 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 I I, I enjoy that that feeling, especially with us. And yeah, it makes you and, newbies. It, yeah, you see that they're newbies. And and that was something that I mean, even though us at, uh, when we first started, it it felt unnatural at first, even though. This is not not anything new. We would sit there and chat back and forth over stupid little things all but the time. But we knew only like t- maybe one or two people would listen to us, <laughs> and we didn't have a guy holding up a sign that said "expand." Exactly, that's true too. But <laughs> but it, it's it that that first initial few few times, and you're sitting there trying to find, grasp for something to say, and it's a lot different when you just got when you're on full full bore open. It, if I say something stupid, oh, oh well, we'll fix it later. But we keep going anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, the one they're actually reeling the the sketch cuts of the show itself, and you have to walk out there past all these like big name voice actors and stand in front of a microphone and deliver your line perfectly, and then get the heck out of the way so the next person can walk up. Yeah, I, I thought that was little... I thought that was kind of cool. I, it's it, just... I can see it being a little intense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, it, and it's funny because. If you've watched, and I keep bringing this up, but I think it's a it's a really good example. If you watch Shirobako, you've probably seen plenty of this explanations happening there because they did quite a bit of the voice acting parts in Shirobako. Um, you're just getting a you're you're following them in Shirobako. Didn't follow the people when they left that room, and what you're getting with Seiyu Life is you're getting their life. You're getting them when they go back to their their uh, their 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 company that issues them jobs. You're, you're, you're walking in there and seeing how all the voice actors that are waiting for jobs are all lined up and greeting as they come in. They explain how when they walk into a room, they have to introduce themselves to every single person one by one. They can't just say, hello, everybody. I mean, all these little cool little things that are kind of really interesting, cultural things that are also kind of interesting. So if you like Japan, if you like the business realm of Japan, if you want to know more about voice acting in Japan, it has it in there with some good heart in it as well. I thought that the, the the newbies standing by the door was interesting too. Yeah, very, very interesting. I mean, it was kind of tragic at the same time. Yeah. But, and she's like, oh man, I wish I had more work. And then she walks in there and she's, 
it's a humbling thing. She walks in there and realizes how she's got it better than them. Yeah. She can't sulk as much. It, it, I think it's a surprisingly cool kind of things in it. It's 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 fascinating. Um, but I don't want to overplay it at the same time. It's not saving anime. It's just it's got some good elements that I really, really enjoy. So it's worth a shot. Worth a shot of anything. Poor Andrew. Why can't Andrew just like things? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that's why I said poor Andrew. Oh, I just thought you were <laughs> mentioning because of my struggles. Um, our next one we have is God Eater. And that was definitely one that I was the most pretty high excited about coming into the season. As people listen to our preview and Andrew just kind of screaming in excitement over a footable. Uh, I can... Yeah, let me let me get into the story. Uh, this is based off of a PSP slash PS Vita slash PS3 game. Actually, I think it's just the original, so it's back of PSP, PS3. Um, but the story, it's basically about uh, these... It's like a post-apocalyptic setting. It's set way in the future in like 2071. Uh, mankind is nearly wiped off the map. There's this new monster that has appeared called an origami. And they're like godlike creatures. They're they're just they eat everybody, destroy things. And the last line of defense for mankind is these new kind of breed of fighters, which are which are called God Eater. They're people that are equipped with these weapons that are infused with the cells from these origami that they're fighting. And at the time that you're kind of jumping into the story, it's about the point in which they've designed a new type uh, weapon, which is a whereas they've created these God Eater weapons to be a blade or be a gun. These new types are a special type that can switch back and forth between being a blade or being a gun. And you're kind of following this new recruit who is one of these new types. He's just joining and he's he's given the new type weapon and he's jumping around to the battlefield because he's a arrogant main character that wants to save everybody. Uh, quickly, right off the bat, right when he first joins, they already get attacked, and the Aragamis are rushing into the uh, their base, which is called the Fenrir. And he rushes right out there to try to save them because the teams are on the other side of the uh, the compound, and he can easily get to the area that needs help. And he rushes on the field, and he gets his butt kicked, and nearly he gets thrown in jail because he disobeyed orders and yada yada yada. And I think right now we've we've gotten to about the third episode where. Uh, they've gone out to help rescue Elisa, who is another new type, just like him, and she is being attacked in her convoy, traveling back to the Fenrir, so they go out there and help her, and then the main character kind of learns how his new we- new type weapon works. He learns how to actually change it, blade and gun, so yeah. Uh, first off, I want to say that I like the art style. I, I know there's a lot of criticism about it. I, I was scared about it when we first came in because we just came out of you know unlimited blade works which looked gorgeous and then we went into this and it looked like like watercolor or coloring pencil kind of style to it but when you kind of realize what they're doing with it it kind of makes sense and it looks kind of cool i mean the only problem i really had with uh unlimited blade works was the fact that their cg skeletons and stuff look like cg and obviously in this one a lot of the monsters they're fighting are CG. Well, everything's pretty much CG, but you would imagine they're going to have to do a lot of CG animals. And so what they did is they kind of made those look more blended, 
by making everything kind of this watercoloring effect. And it actually looks really cool when it's in action. I, I heard there was like some, a, some lens flares that effects that were going on with it. Yeah, they got lens flares. They got, they got plenty of lens flares. Um, but yeah, it's it's it visually, I think, looks good. And I think a lot of the combat sequences, especially in like the, the third episode when Elisa was fighting and they kind of joined in, it looked really spectacular. It was really cool little fights. But, I mean, to be honest, when I came to this show, I was, wasn't really expecting much. I mean, based off a PSP game that is basically a Monster Hunter game, they it's mission-based. You select your mission, go out, kill origami, come back, up, upgrade your weapon, select mission, go out, fight the origami, come back, upgrade your weapon, with little sprinkles of, ooh, this is where they got the God Eater weapons from. Ooh, this is how they infuse the cells. Ooh, evolution. Really isn't much to work with, so I wasn't really expecting, you know, spectacular story. I was expecting popcorn anime. I was expecting, you know, Rage of Bahamut. Give me some some fun characters and some action. I'm good. But unfortunately, like especially the first two episodes, it was boring. I mean, it was literally boring. There was very few fight sequences. The rest of it was just them either blabbing off to the right, some lab people talking, or him in jail. It wasn't really fun and engaging. But after the third episode, they gave me some action. They gave me my action. I'm hoping that they'll continue with that. Give me some fun characters, hopefully, somewhere in there. Um, but so far, it's just kind of... Ugh, I I don't want to say it, but it's been very disappointing. I'm hoping for more, though. I, I, I honestly... Like I said, the third episode was fun. It had some cool action scenes. I'm hoping they will continue with that. If they don't, it's going to go down. Um, but I don't I don't discount Ofutable for the visual arts. It, it still looks good. The action is still good. Um, I just wish they would did more with... I don't... Like I said, I don't expect them to do anything with the story. Just do something with the characters. Make the characters fun and interesting. Give me some action. Give me some popcorn. I'm good. <laughs> just gotta give me those. So if you want if you want Andrew to enjoy your, your anime, throw popcorn at him. Just a little bit. A little bit of popcorn. I don't want... Don't, Extra butter? I, just, I don't think I said throw it at me. I just give me it. <laughs> like... I have a port on my screen. Give it to me. So I mean, you don't you don't want me to throw like extra butter? You know, so much extra butter that it. Kind I'm of not melts. a Marochan. We're not talking about a Marochan yet. I, I I'm not talking about a Marochan. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a mixture of soda pop, popcorn, and and chocolate. I guess I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I I hope they can turn it around. But I still think it looks good though. Um, it's it's sad though. I was kind of thinking about this. I I've heard somebody kind of discredit the show for looking bad they said there was a budget issue um but it's like one of those things where i almost feel bad for a football because they came right out of you know fate zero and fate unlimited blade works they had the budget there and we put them on we put them on a pedestal because they had that budget and now it's kind of like so what can you do now (laughs) you got god eater what are you gonna do now and they're thinking God Eater's okay, but it's not Monster Hunter, so it's not gonna get a huge budget. Maybe they should have done Monster Hunter. Maybe that would maybe been a little more fascinating. I don't know. But then we would just just sit there and update the weapons. Blade blade works from now on. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the sad thing about it. But like I said, I think for the I think even if they did have a budget cut, they're doing something good with it because it does look it still looks good. Just all right. uh, Before I you know delve down and deeper into depression, let's move to something that I'm enjoying, which is Overlord. Which is another show that's uh, uh, streaming on Funimation. I this is one of those ones where I wasn't expecting much out of the show. I mean, we had the PVs was just like skeleton guy walks out and a bunch of people bow and that was it. It was like, what is the heck, what is this gonna be? 
Um, but you anyways, know, the, the the sad thing is, is everybody automatically they they read the the synopsis to this and it was automatically shut down because everybody's tired of the MMO thing right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that was that was one of the main things I was thought about too. I was like, okay, MMO thing. This is gonna be crap. Um, but let's jump into the the story real quick. Um, it follows this guy. I don't even know what his name is. What is his name? Eins. I know something. Gown. <laughs> <laughs> Momonga, I think, is what he starts out with. Um, but yeah, he eventually calls himself Eins Olagon or something like that. Eins. Um, anyway, it, it falls this guy. His name is Momonga. He's he's playing a MMO that's called Yagdrasil. Yagdrasil. How do you say Yagdrasil? Yagdrasil. <laughs> I don't know why I'm struggling with Yagdrasil. Um, but anyways, at some point, the server is going to come down. They're going to shut down the game. It's going to be no longer... Uh, he's saying goodbye to all his his guild mates. They're, they're, he's part of this big, huge guild that has this big, huge guild castle thing with all these guardians in it. And he's saying goodbye to his 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 guild mates, like you know, this game's no more. We're, we're parting our ways, whatever. Um, there, I think his friend was just gonna go off and raise his children. He wasn't gonna worry about getting another game, whatever. Um, but he decides that he's gonna go ahead and just hang out until the the servers go down. He's just gonna sit down on the throne. Of the, of the guild house, he's gonna just kind of relax there until the servers go down. But the the time lapse, it goes past the point in which the server is supposed to go down, and he realizes that all the quite a few of the functions that were in the game are no longer there. He can't message people. I, I think even I think he even tries to log out, and he just realizes that he's kind of stuck in this world, and he's trying to figure out why. And now don't don't run away. Don't turn us off yet. Don't skip forward yet. It's it's at that point which this game this this show kind of deviates from the I'm stuck in an MMO. It's at that point that he real he starts to kind of uh, investigate. He's investigating why he's there. He's investigating what can he do. He's investigating what has changed. He's he's seeing that the NPCs are acting different. They're getting personalities. He's realizing that his own personalities are leaving. He's actually becoming this. Einsbun guy. He's he's becoming this skeleton demon thing, or this overlord. He's losing his emotions. He's losing compassion. He's losing uh, fear of death. He's he's losing his uh, you know when he when he kills a, a NPC, he doesn't or he murders somebody, he doesn't feel pain for. He he just kind of loses his senses. He's losing his humanity. And I think that's where I'm kind of starting to really and I I really enjoy this show. I like what it's doing with the character. I like how it's he's losing his humanity, he's losing these elements and he's he's trying to discover things. He's trying to he's trying to figure out ways of communicating to the outside world, but at the same time you realize he's kind of becoming what he's what this title is, an overlord. He's becoming this this being that's may end up taking over this this world at the same time that he's trying to figure things out. And it I really like it. I'm really enjoying it. I and I I understand it's not going to be for everybody. I understand that if people are tired of the, you know, Sword Online's and Doc Hacks and all those kind of things, you're probably going to be dissuaded by this. But I think if you like the MMO elements and like the elements of losing humanity and trying to figure things out, it's really interesting, that element. And it has a really fun, uh, not really fun, but entertaining elements where <laughs> he'll go into, like, a, a, a town and just start wrecking people and he literally looks like an overlord even though you know on the, in your side of your mind he's he's a player that can't 
disconnect himself from this world. I like it. <laughs> Surprisingly, I like it. The first episode, I wasn't really sure, but it, it just gradually keeps getting better, and I really like what they're doing with it. Got a gush enough? I like Albedo. <laughs> <laughs> Albedo. I like a lot of the characters. I mean, they have a they have a goth lolly chick. She was awesome. A, a gothic chick. The they two, have a, the two, the twins. Yeah, the twins. <laughs> even though I thought that there were going to be lolly twins, Hedachromia. Apparently, one of them is supposed to be a boy, but they're, they're backwards. I'm ignoring that. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. No, no, bo- no. Both of them are traps. I know that. They're just both I, flipped. I know, <laughs> I know that. I got that. Uh, it was just the fact that I was bothered by the fact that. I can't call them twin lollies anymore. When they said that, I couldn't call them twin oh, lollies Oh, okay, anymore. I got you. I got you. Because the other one's technically a Shota yeah. trap. Right. Shota. They even mentioned it. It's like, uh, my trap. creator said it was like I was supposed to be, uh, what was it? Uh, was it just a Shotokan or something like that? A Shotokan or something like that? Just it's, a Shota. I like that because like, <laughs> and, it, and it's like, this is a little element of gaming that they kind of throw in there every now and then, even though they're trying to keep strictly to this idea, this guy is now the overlord and he's over, overseeing these, these, these people. But every now and then he'll kind of say like, what was it? Uh, he just randomly will call, call out one of the names of one of the people that were in the guild and it would just be completely out of place. Like, uh, stabs you in back or something like that. Stabs you in back made this uh, this character and designed this character. I forget what the name of him was, but <laughs> I like those little goofy little every now and then a name will pop up and it just doesn't fit <laughs> at all. <laughs> but it works because it was an MMO at some point. Oh, okay, so I guess I should technically point out things that I like about this show, right? Maybe, besides Albedo. Uh, yeah, I know. Who's like that's that's, that's what's going to be really kind of tough. <laughs> <laughs> who I would call the Yandere of the season, but I know that you have your own other Yandere. Yeah, there was another there. one that just kind of <laughs> randomly appeared that I really enjoyed. I like um, Albedo a lot. I, I do love Albedo. She her her artwork is gorgeous. Her her character design is. <laughs> you see her give that that boy a ring, and she freaks out. Yeah, she did. <laughs> the, okay, one of the cool things about this show is that it it, it started out kind of as the MMO and then it kind of became a real life MMO which I thought was an interesting aspect. I I do like the fact that he's doing some exploration. I think that the main problem that I have with this is that it feels like it's getting it's drawing it out too long. It's taken too long to get to the point. Um the exploration aspect of what he's doing him going from this this thing I want I, I half the time I don't care, I don't know what the heck he's doing. He's just wandering from place to place and exploring things. And it's well, like, it was like the last of this last episode that he it kind of really he, he declared that he's going to they're going to take over the lands. That that was about the first time that I actually seen some kind of motivation in in him, and I thought that was interesting. I I I would like to see these these people that he's built up underneath him start branching out and doing things i think that that shows the actual potential of this show but up until this point it's almost like yeah i like that character i like that character i like that character but nothing was really nothing was really driving it forward outside of he was just wandering around exploring stuff and i i don't know that that was really enough to drag a lot of people along for the full three episodes or four episodes yeah i can see that being an issue for a lot of people but I think sprinkled throughout that was a lot of that little uh, quirky kind of MMO stuff that you might find interesting if you've ever played MMO. But I don't, I don't think it. Don't get me wrong. They don't think that it's got you have to play an MMO to actually understand what's going on. It's 
pretty simple stuff. Um, there are little side things that will happen, like he'll pound the table and a zero pops up. You might get a kick out of that if you if you know what MMOs are. Um, or the guild elements, uh, assigning NPC, stuff like that. But I, I never really had a problem with the rate that the, sh- the, the story is going. I don't think that it's... I don't think there's going to be anything really deep philosophical, philosophical that's going to happen. I think they're doing well with his psyche and how he's dealing with his, like I said, lost humanity. Um, which I don't get me wrong, it's not that deep as I make it out to be. It's just it's very interesting how it's pointing out that he's losing these feelings and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's going well enough, and I think it's 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 keeping the pace as as much as I would I would hope that it would. I guess is my point i'm not i'm not i'm not bashing it i i no i know, I, I know like you're said, pointing out for people that yeah, might not the, be able the, to follow. i i found i found albedo and and some of the other char- characters to be enough to drag me through the rest through the through the show so i mean i'm not i'm not bashing the show i just that that is the one thing that if i didn't have these characters i i would have probably given up on it a long time ago <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 well let's move forward let's go to uh Dungeon Guy, which is a short series on Crunchyroll. Uh, this follows a, a basically a boy and and his uh, his four sisters, and that's that's basically the story. It's cute. He's he's got two two very young sisters. He's got uh, a sister that's about his age, and then he has a, a little older sister who has a personification of being perfect. I guess as they kind of <laughs> mention that. <laughs> it's <laughs> that cute. Was bad. It's bad. Um. But yeah, it's it's a short series. It doesn't really it doesn't really it's not something deep that we have to explain how how it's working out. It's just kind of following their daily lives. Um, they had an episode where the the two little sisters were doing their homework and they went they were having to tell their class about their family and they cracked a couple jokes and there was an episode about his elder sister who has this this aspect of being a a perfect model girl and he's trying to protect that that image by trying to save her from walking out of the house with her sock down and ends up getting himself beat the crap out of by the sister of his age. Uh, I'm happy about the show if only for the reason that they didn't go where I was thinking that they would end up going. I was thinking this is going to be okay, this is going to be harem boy and his sisters are all over him in some way, shape, or form. But they really only really touched on maybe the uh, Yayoi, his, his sister that's his age. They kind of threw a little bit of that in there but it's been keeping good so it i'm just happy for that can i be happy for that it's cute <laughs> um yeah I, en- I enjoy the the two little sisters they're they're adorable i, I especially like how the purple hair girl will finish the sentences or repeat the last word of everything that the the her other sister says that was kind of cute um i i, I thought that the, i thought that the the big sister being perfect it in front of everybody but him was was pretty adorable i liked yeah. that um but yeah it's 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 not great humor uh i've only laughed maybe a couple times it's just kind of one of those things where you throw it on you have some it's feel good kind of stuff there's cute characters they're just kind of living they say some fun stuff and then you kind of turn it off it's just really quick uh, easy to consume it's not anything spectacular it's not trying too hard it's just it's there kind of thing so Take it if you will. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? Nope. I, it's cute. <laughs> oh gosh! Can we skip this one? Please. <laughs> we can't. I get to be the bad guy on this one. 
we're both gonna be bad guys. <laughs> um, you're just gonna be the bad guy that can only say that he's watched one episode because you're 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 the smart one here. We, we have gotten for to once. The, you're the smart we, one. We here. have gotten to the show that Chris has dropped. <laughs> We've done a lot of those, but this is one for this season that he's dropped. <laughs> uh yeah. This is classroom crisis. Uh, yeah. Um, it's it takes place in a Japanese district colony that's on Mars, that's way out in the distance of, it said Mars. Uh, this is at an age when mankind has sprouted from the Earth. They've all colonized many planets with little colonies of subjugated districts of whatever country they're from. So there's Japanese colonies on Mars, there's USA colonies on Mars. They haven't really gotten too much into it, so don't dive too much into that. They're um, on a planet, you know, somewhere out there. But on know. this, in this colony, on Mars, just Japanese colony, uh, there is this company that produces space shuttles. And with all of these kind of big companies, they all have like these little universities off to the side that are funded by the company to train, you know, pay, basically potential workers for them. And in this school, there's this guy named Kaito. He's like this, he supposedly has. has created cool fast planes or whatever um but for some reason that company wants to shut down this school so they basically send this uh new student quote unquote to come join his class and over time lower their budget to the point that they have to shut down and at first he's kind of held hostage so they they create some big old plan to, to take off one of their their uh, spaceship to fly up there and save him, but then he comes out and says, why the hell did you come here? You wasted all this money just to wreck the plane to come to save me. I didn't need saving. I'm shutting down your school, which made no sense to me. Um, but he's he's just like a cold-hearted guy. He he wants to shut him down. His name is Nagisa. And Nagisa basically makes it his goal. He says, I'm, I'm the CEO of this company or partner, super CEO, whatever, of your company. I'm your big chief, and I'm going to shut you guys down, so uh, accept it kind of thing. Well, of course, the students whoa, don't want to whoa, whoa, that. Whoa, 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 Okay, hold on. Out, out, of, out, of, out, of, out of weird curiosity, if he's planning on shutting them down, didn't you come to me and tell me that he had went and promoted somebody? I'm getting to that. Okay. That's potentially spoilers, by the way. Not really. Not what he said, but gets into that. Um, but anyways, over time, you're kind of seeing him. He doesn't really do much himself. He is kind of crafty in certain ways, but he kind of hires a... A, this crazy psycho accountant that runs in there and just kind of just cuts all their budgets to nothing and completely kicks them out of the their big, huge, fancy, high-tech facilities and into some crappy garage off the side. It kind of just follows as the teacher doesn't want to give up. He just doesn't want to give up on his students. He wants them to seek out their dreams. He wants the, the company to thrive. Uh, he, and they try to figure out ways of getting the budget they need and fighting against... Nagisa as he tries to cut their budgets at the same time you see Nagisa as he is dealing with who is pretty much the head of that district which is his brother and so you kind of really quickly realize that this is not as cut and dry as you think it is he's actually uh, you know going against uh, there's there's hints already that he might be going against his brother uh, whereas his brother wants him to shut down the comp- the the school there is hints that he might be wanting, even though he is straining down the school, he's also 
letting up in certain ways that kind of hints that he might want them to succeed because he has plans of taking over where his brother is because his brothers and him are always at it. He's always, what are you doing to shut down the school? You're not doing it fast enough. And he's always saying, well, I did this. And I also landed this other big, huge uh, money-making deal over here. And it always aggravates his brother. And he says, get the heck out of here kind of thing. So I guess that's that's I only kind of hint into that because that's really the only aspect of the show that I'm kind of interested in. <laughs> this show has been completely boring and I don't know what its purpose is besides like I said that little side story. I don't I often sit there and wonder why I'm watching it. I wonder what it's doing. Um the the characters aren't fun, the characters aren't interesting, the characters aren't cute. I mean the, the art style is kind of cute, but it's just kind of boring. I don't see what they're doing with things. And often they'll do this big, huge, grand event that they're trying to succeed at something. And then it shuts down really quickly. And I kind of wonder, what was the point in that? Why did we Why did we do this for two episodes when it just dropped like that? I wanted to do something. I'm hoping the whole thing with Nagisa and his brother is going to be something interesting. It's just, it's not doing it fast enough for me and it's not engaging me with some good characters the characters are kind of blah and a lot of the characters are kind of fair weather jerks i mean they had at some point they got kicked out in the garage like three quarters of the class leaves and then they come back and i'm like you're just a bunch of fair weather friends get the heck out of here why did they accept them back in here i don't like you people but not them i don't know anyways i i i want it to do something um, just so far, it's not really doing anything. I don't like the characters, and I don't like where the story is. It's not engaging. There. I said it. I didn't want to say it, but I said it. I hope it goes somewhere, though. I hope it goes somewhere, though. I I, I do plan on checking it out again at some point, but as it stands right now, it really... What I mean, when I first watched it, I... <clears throat> I literally, I was watching it, and I, I think I chuckled a little bit when the, the, the girl who was freaking out about the, the, the money that was being, that was falling apart with the ship, it, it just... Adding, tallying it up as it was falling yeah, apart. Yeah, that was, that was about it. the only thing that I thought was funny. I, I, outside of that, none of the characters really registered with me much. Uh, I, I didn't find the interactions between each other very believable um one character the 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 one character that was supposed to be interesting ah, he just didn't come off didn't come off as anybody i wanted to find out anything about so i i got very quickly turned off by this show it's and that's a shame one of the things that actually been keeping me really kind of engaged in the show and it's really funny is mizuki which is like the main character girl in the, the show, even though you do have kind of Kaito is pretty much the main character. His sister, uh, she's voiced by the same person that did uh, Chiyo Sakura from Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. So at least I can hear her voice and go, it's Chiyo! <laughs> you're not quite, but you're close. Yay! I got her back. I don't have a season two of Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun, but at least I have Classroom Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, uh, I think that's the most negative we're going to be in this podcast episode. So let's move forward. Well, sort of. Anyways, uh, let's go to do something good, which is Ushio and Toro, or Ushio Totora. Uh, this is a show that is kind of a, a brie 
mastering of a story that's been done before in a TV series, but it's being done by MAPPA now. Um, it's a story that follows a boy named Ushio, who is uh, the son of a... a, a uh, his grandfather is the, the shrine guy, and uh, keeps telling him all these things about, and they fight back and forth about this and that, and at some point, his, his grandfather decides to leave and go on some trip and leaves uh, Ushio alone. And as he tells him before he leaves to clean out, clean out the 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 shed at some point. And he goes out there and he, he's cleaning out the shed and he finds this little kind of these little uh, this little doorway down into like a, a a basement area. And he yanks the door open and down inside there he ends up finding this big huge demon that is impaled by a spear. And this uh, this demon's called Tora, and Tora basically says, "Hey, let me out. Let you take the spear out and let me out, so I can eat you." And he's like, "No, I'm gonna leave you out because you're, you said you're gonna eat me. I, who, who the hell would let you free when you just said you're gonna eat me?" Uh, but he, you know, leaves it at that, and he leaves and goes to school the next day. And uh, later on, his his two classmates um, come to visit him because he didn't bring her notebook to school. And as they're visiting, he realizes there's these little spirits that are kind of swirling around them, but they can't see the spirits. And he freaks out, and he runs down to the, the basement again to to, uh, to Tora and says, What'd you do to me? What, why am I seeing these things? And he says, Well, you open that door. It's letting my demon, demonic spirit free, and it's, it's, it's enticing demons throughout the area to come and, and materialize. So it's your fault kind of thing. Your, your friends are going to die because of you. So let me free, and I'll kill them for you. And he's like, well, you promise you're not going to, you know, kill me or anything like that. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. He pulls his spear out and immediately Tora goes to kill him. And Ushio, with the spear in hand, thus personifies what the spear does. It make, it's, it's called the beast spear and it, and it basically makes a person become like a beast. And they, they're strong and can take him down, basically. And in fear of the spear that... Ushio now has Tora decides. Okay, well, I'll go. I'll go kill the demons for you, and it, and he runs out there and, and and slays all the demons, and everything's happy. And thus begins the story of Ushio and Tora, which is kind of a <laughs> a love hate relationship between no no love. I'm just hate hate relationship between this boy who has the beast spear and this big gigantic demon that wants to eat him constantly because you know he he hates him because he made fun of him while he was impaled and he has a spear that can kill him. And it's fun. I mean, it, this is definitely a callback to the oldies, uh, like the 90s or whatever anime. It's got a lot of fun uh, 90s kind of humor to it. It, it. it might feel dated in that aspect, but it's fun anyways. Uh, no, tons of nostalgia factor from it. I enjoy their chemistry between each other, Ushio and Tora. Uh, Tora is such a tsundere. <laughs> it's not even funny. <laughs> he might be like the most demonic tsundere I've ever met. He's having those little moments where he's being dragged off of the porch and he's kind of going, <laughs> Baka, and then runs in there and goes, say some kind of thing. And you're kind of going, yeah, you know, we know why you're saving him. It's just kind of cute in that aspect. It, It's one of those things where it's funny because it should get old, but it doesn't. It's just every single time you have that moment where they f- struggle over helping the other one, it, it, you just get those little fills and you get the, 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 the chuckles out of it because it's just so kind of well chemistried. I guess I think that this is a, a special kind of show because I mean I don't I don't know if the the newer anime fans will find it as amusing as we do I mean it definitely has like you were saying that whole callback thing 
this is a different type of humor that that the older anime has that that a lot of the newer anime just doesn't doesn't quite scratch the same way and 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 that's why i mean i enjoy this show i i absolutely love it because of its it's it's just general silliness in the humor and i i don't know how else to describe it because it is a definite difference between the humor that is here which is just general fun clean humor the silliness of like andrew was saying where he's getting dragged into it and into a certain thing and he's like i'm not going to come and save you you just sit there and figure it out yourself and and then as he's just being dragged in he's just sitting there looking at him and 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 Tora's looking back and like you better cry and i'll and maybe i'll come and help you and it's like he doesn't cry and, and well, that then, idiot and then, he's sitting there stabbing at the painting <laughs> he, he should be stabbing at the 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 base painting or whatever he's just kind of making fun of him like you you idiot you don't know how to kill that thing and and and, and the, the, this this kind of humor is is special to that era and and i i hope that everybody can understand the the, the why it works the way it does but i i think that i can understand i mean it is very drastically i like the the update to the cleaner feel to like the girls and I, I I like the throwback to some of the older style artwork still is all there. The 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 storytelling can get dark and at the same time it's light. It it all fits into this this one. Yeah, it was it's funny because when we when we were going to watch, when we were going to do our our first impression, one of the the shows that Chris was still trying to get caught up on on was this one. And he's like, is there anything really in there that's, uh, do I, sh- should I, you know, continue watching up to the current episode before we record? And I was like, no, there really isn't. I mean, it, it's one of those shows that it kind of, it doesn't really need, you don't, there's no big happenings in each episode that's going to really get you. But now that I think about it, the the last episode they had, they had the exorcist uh, came to try to kill uh, Tora and he, it got into his backstory and it was just very dark and very gloomy in it and it's just like the 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 four heads or whatever spirits was like just thrashing a bunch of bodies all the place and i'm like wow it's like really dark <laughs> like it, it it's not afraid of getting dark when it needs to at the same time it constantly balances back and forth between the silliness and i kind of agree with you i don't think a lot of people that are into anime modern anime will appreciate it because i mean throw a throw a really oldie anime at somebody who is you know, into Sora Online or something like that, they might not appreciate that kind of humor. It's not... It's constantly jumping back and forth between... Like, when I was mentioning, the whole beginning part where he unleashes uh, unleashes Tora from the, the Beast Spear, and Tora immediately goes to kill him. And then Ushio stands up with a spear, and he looks, you know, crazy, psycho-powerful. Immediately, Tora jumps back like a little scaredy cat cartoonish character and kind of uh, tippy toes away and runs up the stairs I mean it, it's silly like that it constantly jumps back and forth between that silliness and that seriousness or the painting part he's getting sucked into the painting and he's just kind of down at the bottom of the stairs and has that goofy silly look and he's like I'm not going to do anything it's it's that kind of silliness that I, I agree I don't think a lot of people will appreciate but at the same time it just does it right. I mean, it, yeah. I sh- it should be jarring, but at the same time, it just does it right. It's that it's a certain type of feel of show that does that. You, 
you expect they're going to be silly every now and then. You expect that the tone's not going to constantly be grim or constantly be goofy for an episode. It's constantly juggling it back and forth, and it does it well. It's 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 surprising. And it is a very hard. It's a hard thing to balance. It's, I mean, you you I I. There has been shows where they try to balance between dark and very very light humor, and and it just throws the entire show into the the trash heap because it's it 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 starts trying to almost envelop each, the the two together, and and you can't really do that. It's it you have to know that this character is going to provide that relief, and at the same time. They never take it too serious, and at the same time, they're reacting to something that's serious, and you know that that character, with their traits, is going to accept it as a serious tone, and and it's 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 a balance that is very hard to pull off. They pull it off, I think. Um, let's move to our next one. Uh, this is Aruharu X Machine Gun. Uh yeah. Uh yeah. Um this is a show that I when we first came into it very I I think when I made the first impression for the first episode I was like okay, Hotaru killing the show, not liking it. Um but thankfully it's kind of kind of fixed a little bit of that. But this this show follows Hotaru. Uh she's a girl. She makes sure that we know that constantly. She's a girl. Uh, she dresses up like a boy. She'll though. make sure you know it. <laughs> she makes sure we know it as a viewer. <laughs> inner dialogue. Make sure the inner dialogue. Make sure, make sure her mind knows it. Uh, but anyway, she she dresses up like a boy for some reason. She's uh, she's the student council president or whatever. And so she has this big thing about justice. Uh, whenever she sees somebody that's doing something wrong, she just charges forward and violently attacks them and beats the crap out of them because she's super strong. Um, but at some point, her friend at school uh, makes comment about a host, uh, a boy that's a, at a that works at a host club for women, uh, makes a mention that she used all of her money because of him. And so immediately, Hotaro believes that he swindled her out of all of her money, and she he rushed she rushes. Hell, I'm saying he, he already. She rushes into this uh, host club and nearly attacks this guy named uh, Masamune, and challenge and he kind of turns around and changes the aspect from her beating the crap out of him to let's play a game of uh you know these guns let's let's play a survival game match and so in the middle of this host club uh she battles against him with these guns and he kind of beats her uh really easily but in the process she destroys the building because of the fact that he's a host he is able to see things very well. And he's aware of his he's, environment. He's very him, aware yeah. of his environment. And and since he's been doing survival games for so long, he's, he's now, become very fast and very agile. So this, you know, you got very, very quick reflexes plus good ability to see things around him. That means he's invincible to bullets. He's now the Japanese version of Neil from... From uh, Matrix. Is his name Neil? Neo. Yeah. Neo. Neo, yeah. <laughs> so he does a little dodge thing. <laughs> I was actually expecting him to do that. But yeah, anyways, he, he uh, Hotaru loses to this, this host guy and in the process destroys the host place. For some reason, every time she steps on things, they just shatter in <laughs> like pieces. Um, I'm just imagining that she just either has a, a considerable, extreme amount of pressure that comes from her foot or that 
The furniture. I, I never want to see this girl get <laughs> pinned down. If anybody pins this girl down, I'm going to be out. Because this girl yeah. is the strongest girl in the world. She punched a hole in a wall. Uh, she, she punched she's a hole in the ground. Yeah, she she's like the she g- stepped she's on the like ground the and put a dent in she's it. She's like the guy from uh, Durarara. Yes, she's like she's picking like stuff up yeah, and throwing it across yeah. the the street just because she can. But anyways, uh, <laughs> afterwards, uh, Musume basically put a stipulation on the match. Said that you know you're gonna do whatever I uh, if I win you're gonna do whatever I want uh, need you to do, and that means that he uses that to make Hotaro join his own personal survival game club called Toy Gun Gun. Yeah, Toy Gun Gun. Toy Gun Gun. And because it's cool, Hot- and then quickly, and then <laughs> afterwards, he kind of explains that, well, your 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 friend did come here, but in actuality, I turned her away because this is a club that's only for like eighteen up, and so I turned her away at the door, and then she realizes, oh, then she went off and spent all her money on food, sulking because he was so hot and turned her away, and so with the, his high sense of justice, Hotaro decides to tell him, well, look, look, okay, I. I'll join your club so I can... He wants to pay him back for being basically opposite to what he is, which is a person of justice. He was the bad guy at that point. So he ends up joining the Toy Gun Gun and tries to pay, repay his debt to uh, Masamune. I don't know how that pays for all the charities he destroyed, but whatever. Uh, and then, of course, later on you you meet uh, Toro, who is this uh, Ero manga uh, artist... Yeah, who is the much. third member of uh, Toy Gun Gun, and they just go and they play survival games while the entire time Hotro just tries to think of ways of saying that she, she's a girl, and they eventually are uh, invited to go to the big, huge Japanese game uh, uh, survival game championship, which is called uh, TGC or something like that. Yeah. TGC. And later on, Hotoro discovers that Masamune will not ever have a girl in his his Toigagun club because there was an incident with a previous member and they never want to have that happen again. So now they're kind of struggling with the idea that you can't say that she's a girl. Um, the, the, the interesting thing about the show is, that, okay, episode one, I hated the episode one. I hated Hotoro. She was violent and stupid. Thankfully, that goes away. And she's just kind of psycho every now and then. And she's violent to Toro every now and then whenever he shows her a road manga. The, the kind of thing that I kind of struggle with this show is it... There is no purpose to Hotaro being a girl. There is literally no purpose in the show for her to be a girl. They never play off it in any way that she's a girl besides every now and then when they mention something that would offend her as a girl, she mentions it in her mind, but I'm a girl, but doesn't say it out loud. And it's weird because it's obvious that Toro and Masamune know that she's not, she, she they think that she's a boy, Be, but yet they'll constantly go at her all, you know, lovey-dovey and, and grab her chin but they never do that to each other as boys, but yet they do that to her as a boy. It doesn't make any sense to me besides making girls squeal or something. I don't know. Uh-uh. It just feels no, no, out of no, place. No, 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 no. they have done the, the two once or twice. They've done it. But it's usually her gleaming eyes watching it. <laughs> I think she wants that to happen. 
But yeah, I, I do see it every now and then. It's, it's one of those things where sparkles will happen. But not as much as they've done to her. I mean, they get real up close. Oh, and yeah. They do it with her a lot. They're about to kiss her. They'll, they'll run the finger on the lips that's, thing. Yeah. This, this is BL. That's that's how BL works. <laughs> but yet it's a girl. <laughs> but yet there's no point in it being a girl. I, I, that's my only complaint. Is I, I honestly... I, now, with the recent episode, they kind of put in one element that does make her being a girl make sense to the story and could create something interesting. But it's it's always been like this side thing that really serves no purpose. And for the major element that is always at the forefront, which is this them survival club, I I wish that it would do more with the survival club aspect. They don't go enough into explaining the mechanics of it to make it more interesting. It really just seems like, yeah, the boy love kind of thing, the the sparkly men cool poses, cool little speeches. I'm a girl is is really the only focus that's been happening so far. It's enjoyable. I don't hate it. Um I I hate the first episode, but I've been I've been able to enjoy the later episodes. Um I just wish it would kind of do more with survival and stuff, I guess. Honestly, okay, this is the third survival club or survival games centered DJ Boo, Sabagi Boo, and this one. And this one. I think there was another one. Was there another one? Uh, uh, Anaha, uh, no, uh, uh, Hanasaki Roha had an episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, out of the three of them, I, it, it's kind of a frustrating mix because each one of them, I want more of the survival game aspect and. This one is kind of the same thing. I actually, if I would <laughs> have to... This one sucks. Yeah. It, I, this is one of the things I frustrate, well, had frustration with, with like, GJ. Was it GJ Boo? Was that was no. that one? Sabage Boo. Uh, I know Sabage Boo. What was the other one? Uh, C3. Yeah, C3. C3, it, it did a good bit of it in the first episode, and I was kind of interested in that element. But yeah, with every single one of these, it's always like, I want more of the survival club aspect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's that? C3 was probably the one that did it the best. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah. Because they won the championships and everything. This one, this one is, it's there, and I think that it would, of all three of them, this one would be the best one to work with because of the way that the characters look. It would feel the best. Does that make sense? Yeah, besides the, the, the boy, the boy flashy glittery stuff, it does lend itself well to the... yeah. It, more yeah, serious I mean, tone exactly and, it, and like it, when they when they get into like the element of you know other teams being brutal and unsportsmanlike it does feel serious mm-hmm. when they were mentioning the idea of the past friend it got serious and i i hope they can do something with that which is something that was kind of frustrating with like c3 when they actually showed an aspect of somebody being kind of not playing by the rules it it, you couldn't take it serious. You couldn't take it as serious because it was more moe, you yeah, know. Moe. And and the, so I mean, yeah, it, it 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 worked really well for what it was doing. But in this one, you kind of have that more feel of the seriousness of. See, the the thing about what they're doing with the survival games is they're trying to be to to live out the idea of the. They're role playing, but they're they're trying to be more role play, it, like the they're trying to be military. 
personnel yeah, without they, being military. Yeah, <laughs> without dying. actually killing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and they've they've played off of that with one of the characters is gets a little too into it and 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 they go into the explaining what that means and how that all fits in with this the survival game thing. And it's really cool, especially when you see them actually playing this out. But the problem with this show is that they're trying to lay into the 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 shoujo aspect the shoujo uh uh romance thing in there and it's not it doesn't fit as well because these characters don't really have a good chemistry and i don't know if that's something that they're going to play off of later and maybe actually make it worth its time but as it stands right now you've got uh, i don't even know if she would fit as a good bottom she's really more switch material i don't know it's it's we, it's what are we getting what are we talking about now? <laughs> i'm trying to trying to wrap my head around don't the idea google that if you're underage don't google anything he just said <laughs> don't google any of that just ignore it the the the, the problem is is that <laughs> <laughs> you bring some weird stuff what is switching don't worry about it it's why do we bring it up then? <laughs> because I'm trying to wrap my head around what she is. If you fit her into the idea of a shoujo rom- romance, she has to fit in either the top or the bottom. There's guns. only one other spot. Cute Moe guns. Andrew, <laughs> just think of the cute Moe guns as you're talking about that. And the, this, she just doesn't fit in this show as the the part that she's supposed to be in and it is i don't I, her as a romance main interest does not work one of the surprising elements of this show is is yeah we go back to like uh c3 which was like the moe cutesy boys will probably enjoy this because it's got cute girls playing with guns and then you have sabagabu who is just it was just straight goofy funny and then this one's kind of like the opposite to C3, where this is for the... It seemed like it was going to be for the, the, the girls to go watch and see... Or anybody that's interested in seeing pretty boys do this kind of stuff. And it's funny because it's not... Me as a boy, it's not as much of a turnoff as I thought it would be. Like, it doesn't get uncomfortable with the element of the boys close to each other. I make fun of it, but... It, it's okay. It's it's still... It doesn't focus too much on it. It doesn't bother me in that way, so... I thought I'd throw that in there after you're talking about Bottom Top, so... <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I hope it does more. And I, like I said, the last episode kind of hinted at something that could be interesting. Just depends on if they touch it at all. The, the humor is just not hitting me at all. That's what's that's Oh, I sad. couldn't stand her at first. I she absolutely was the biggest turnoff. I mean, I think I was I was texting at Andrew my screams of uh anger at this character, but you know, she, like like Andrew was saying, she seriously chilled out in the next episode. Yeah, another show that we're going to talk about later had an issue with the main character flip-flopping within one episode, <laughs> but that's for later. Uh let's talk about Gangsta. Everybody's been hyping this show up all season, and unfortunately, it just has not worked out the way that that we were hoping it would. Which one are we talking about next? The one you've got up there on the screen. I mean, everybody's been trying to make it out to be some kind of something special, and... The only thing I have on my screen is some Kankali Girls, which is Congo's group, and Gangsta, so I'm not sure which one you're talking about. Gangsta. Can't be talking about gangsta. 
everybody's been trying to hype it up as like something special and it's just must have been part of that group who me oh you're part of the hype up group? totally hyping it then what I, don't about know, me? I, don't, I don't know why i'm just following the system that's true the what man the man's got me what about me you apparently are a hippie and you're not following the man <laughs> the man ain't making no tool out of you <sighs> gangsta yes yes gangsta it is time to finally talk about gangsta even though we talked about quite a bit in one of our discussionals uh, okay this show is takes place in the city of ergastulum weird name it's a vile city that's full of bad people and just murder and drugs and mafia groups that control the police and the police are in the pocket of the mafia so they do whatever they say uh, and within all this chaos there's a group of two guys that are called the handyman it's both uh, Warwick and Nicholas and they basically take on all the jobs that nobody else wants to do uh, if the mafia wants somebody to take care of a, a group of people that are cutting in on their territory they'll hire the handyman the handyman will come in there and they'll they'll take them out without you know the because there's the, there's the uh, the what do they call them the forefathers which are basically four groups of mafia late or four mafia leaders that control everything and there's kind of a tension between them but they kind of deal with each other in order for you know gang wars to not happen constantly and so if there's you know one of them is got somebody in their group that's doing the wrong they'll have the handyman do it that way it doesn't look like there's a gang war breaking out it's kind of stuff like that or if the police want to take out somebody legally or not illegally but want to cover it up they'll hire the handyman but yeah uh warwick is kind of a uh the sort of the, the leader of the two of them he's the the brains of the i guess you can call him uh he's a he's a talker he talks to people and situates things and then nicholas is kind of a uh, <laughs> awesome <laughs> he's uh the killer he he can pretty much kill anybody because he's what they call as a, a tag and tags are basically uh they're made out to be mercenaries totally they're awesome guy totally awesome guy yeah <laughs> uh they are they're basically mercenaries from a a law an old war that happened and they're th the best way that i can explain it without getting too much spoiler is kind of one thing that was kind of hinted at, at some point uh, they have dog tags around their neck, which the, their name's based off is their tag. And they're usually dog tags are meant to identify people, but dog tags in this situation are more of a beware of dog kind of thing, as, a, as they call it, <laughs> um, because they, they change things. And I guess that's about as much as I want to get into it. It's, 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 it's a fascinating element that's within that that's, definitely starting to get hit on more now in the later episodes than ever um coming into the show it was really selling me on uh just the style just so much style in the show uh i enjoy the it's almost shonen ish we were kind of joking about it at some point it's got a shonen kind of feel to it in that you have kind of this this moment in which two people face off and it almost has like a power level they bring out their tags and you almost have like a power level kind of showing off thing happening but it's just it does it just right that it doesn't feel like a shonen like oh here we go he's gone super saiyan or anything like that it's just a 
man, he looks so menacing right now kind of thing. The way that they show difference in ability and how it meshes into this world of the best way that I can describe it is a casual uh, casual violence, casual uh, murderer just does it so well. It feels gritty. It feels different. I'm engrossed in it every two seconds. I get chills whenever Nicholas shows up and he gives his little grin and says something menacing and it's not a knock on what he what he is, but he's deaf, and thus, if you know somebody that's deaf, they don't quite know, they don't quite get their tones correct, and that just makes him even more menacing, because he'll just say something like, three minutes up, I'm gonna chop off your head kind of thing, and it's like, yes, Nicholas, do it! <laughs> um, I just, there's nothing in the show that I don't like. I like everything that's happening in the show, even when it deals with situations like prostitution, it's dealt with in a way that isn't glorifying it. It's it's showing it as humiliating, humiliating as it is. Um, when they deal with murder, it's very, like I said, casual violence. It's very shocking the way they handle it. Uh, you know these characters have done bad things in their past that they will casually walk up and pick up a head and identify it. It's the grittiness like that that makes it feel real and makes it feel like a they're just doing everything right is is all I can say and I'm I'm sold on it so far. Okay, so now with the um the little rose-colored glasses thrown off to the side. You can't say rose-colored glasses because I haven't watched anything gangster before that. You've said that before, and it's like I'm making no, a joke. At I know, you. I know, I know it's a joke. But you said you said that at one like an episode of way back, and I listened to it later, and I'm like, how can I be roasting in glasses? That requires me to have been invested. Like if I watched, if I read the manga, that would make sense. But it's like that doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, you said it at me when. Oh, it's, yeah, it didn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, the 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 I was just poking fun at him. It, it this really is a good show. Um, I I think that I was really starting to get sold on it on the first episode when, like my brother had pointed out, the uh, when uh, Nicholas had uh, he's deaf, and when he started to talk the first time he actually talked. Um, he actually it, it it played it out as if you've if you've ever been around somebody who's deaf, uh, you they have a certain way that they talk and and it's and you could definitely hear that this per this voice actor actor or if he we don't know if he's actually deaf or if he actually just is playing that part he did it well and that is something that is very very rare, um. I that and that that impressed me. I mean, to actually pull that off, uh, and then to go and follow it through. One of the things that I was pointing out to my brother the other day that I think that a lot of people will will latch on to this show, especially in the Western audience. The reason why is because it'll it'll it, it'll scratch an itch that people have been pining for for a very long time. They've been trying to find this this anime that is going to hit the marks of being outside of the box. It's going to be dark. It's going to be gritty. It's going to show the 
filthy side of the the world and that's what this show is going to show you it's it's not pretty it's like a it's another step from uh the other day i was thinking about this it's another step from gunslinger girls well gunslinger girls did have the cute little characters it was brutal and this is like a step further than that where yeah there's like one cute little girl but it's, it's pure gritty and it, and it, I think that that once you start getting into this, you're gonna you're gonna notice that very quickly. You're you're going to see that it's it's got the action elements that a lot of a lot of shows that 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 people kind of like that t- tend to li- latch onto has. It has that that action that goes out of out of the the normal. It still stays grounded, and yet it still is showing. Okay, we still have this one little. Super. I don't want to say supernatural, but it, it is. It's a super Biolog- superman. It's actually biological. Yeah, it's 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 a slight power up to give these guys just a little bit more than the normal. So that it's basically biological enhancements and drugging, a lot yeah. of drugging, <laughs> and and that's and that's going to give you that that little twist. That's going to give you that that I'm interested in seeing why is this guy so strong. It's going to give you that. It's got that action element that. The choreography is just phenomenal. I it, just seeing these guys jumping around and swiping at each other, and it, it hits all the marks that you want to feel. Um, and, and and like I said, I I think that that's going to register really well with with the Western audience. I don't know if it's going to do really well in in Japan, but man, I can see us all in the Western audience just latching onto this tight. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult for them to goof it up at this point because I'm I'm so invested in it. Um, it was funny because at some point, uh, it did feel like it was a little bit too uh, dark and too into the idea of just introducing the characters and the. It was more introducing the world at the beginning, and it was funny at some point because the this cute uh, doctor assistant girl shows up and Chris was like. I'm sold. I'm liking this suddenly, and I'm like, you just like because a cute character shows it up. He's like, well, he's humanizing Nicholas, and I and I joke with him at the time and teased him, but I also felt at the same time, yeah, they were they were developing Nicholas as a character. They were giving him, they were humanizing him is is really what it was, and it just kept going from there. From that point on, they just kept throwing it. a lot of the back history of uh, Vorik and Nicholas together. I'm I'm just constantly I want more. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. And then, the, then they'll get into the guild and how the and the three rules of the the tags, all that stuff. I'm just constantly just eating it up, and they're they're sprinkling they're they're sprinkling it in enough that it's not, not, you know, info info dump kind of stuff. It's really just kind of okay. Here's this happening. Here's some information. There's a battle happening now. They're just kind of casually talking in the 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 alleyways, kind of, that kind of stuff. All that stuff is just. I'm eating it up. I'm I'm really into it, and I I enjoyed it a lot. I I almost want to know if I should address a certain thing that I've heard somebody complain about. Yeah, I guess I can. I've heard people complain about an issue with the certain areas that they're in. Pretty much all the areas they're in being pretty desolate, and it, it bothers me every time I hear it because it's like, okay, you have two elements there. They've already addressed the idea that nobody is in these back alleys that they go around in. Because there's a reason they're going in those back alleys. They're not. They shouldn't be in the public kind of thing. Uh, they've noted areas that are populated, but they are in isolated back alleys. And the reason why they are desolate is because there's people's heads getting chopped off constantly in these back alleys. It's this isn't a fun world, 
and you don't go down dark alleys in this world. It, it that is the thing that it keeps kind of nagging at me every time I hear it. But uh, should it be more dirty? Maybe, yeah. There probably should be more scraps on the ground or something like that. I don't know, but it's 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 doing well in creating that environment. And like I said. Mixing just these characters walking down an alleyway with this cool little kind of snap finger pop music in the background, uh, and just the just the the, the, ep- the epicness of them walking down. The, I mean, I <laughs> I am I'm still working on the the cutest characters of of 2015 summer, but I'm thinking I will push Nicholas in that list and just say whatever he's Nicholas. I'm putting him in this list because <laughs> <laughs> even as a dude. Nicholas is hot. I'm sorry. He's he's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Not freckles. Freckles. The, the, the freckles is the, the little she might in. No, 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 no. In the his competition in the last two episodes. No, no, not Nick. Not freckles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got I some would, cool, I he would, got some cool dress though. I, I I know he was he was really cool. But see, at the same time, I mean, the, I mean. I would say Alice or Alex. I'm sorry, but she's just so non-existent. Oh, she's. They're definitely getting in her next. I mean, that was. They're, they're so bad on cliffhangers too. They're yeah. They the are. last two episodes have been like, no, no, you can't do that. What the heck? And yeah, I, I know they're going to do something. But Alex. no, the 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 lolly would work, but she's been non-existent. I mean. <sighs> The show's not about the lolly, Chris. It's about <laughs> Nicholas and Warwick. <laughs> I need to bring her back. Uh, she got to be in a in, in a in a nurse scrub today. Yeah, she was at the very. That end. was cute. Yeah. <laughs> she was sitting there putting on her. And the entire time, thing. I'm going, "Don't do anything with her," because they they were showing <laughs> oh, Alex. Right. They were showing blood, and then they showed her, and then she was in there alone. I'm like, "No, don't do anything to her." I'm gonna be very upset. Uh, I just have a feeling that show's gonna get real bad soon. Yeah. Just based off the intro, it's gonna get real bad. Uh, let's Are move we on. done? Are we sure? Yeah, because we could we could gush on this show for like an hour straight. We'll just make an entire podcast on it. <laughs> the music, the music, the music, like in the music. Uh, let's move on to things that are not as chippery. Akusama got sight uh Well, like. It's this class presence, which I think is set, uh, Seto Kaicho. But yeah, it's uh, my my wife is the student council president, and that is a short series with involving a guy who suddenly finds this girl. He was he's going to be student council president, and this girl shows up on the stage who's against him, and throws uh, things out into the crowd and says love liberation and everybody votes for her and she becomes student council president, even though that would normally get you kind of kicked out of school. It's okay. Cause it's a comedy. So it works. Uh, but then even after losing to her, uh, he finds that she's at his house and she says, I'm my, your, your, my parents and your parents got drunk together and they decide that we're going to get married. So by law, we're supposed to get married apparently. <laughs> and, uh, thus, sexual stuff happens after that point it's i would put the show it's cool because it's on crunchyroll which is absolutely surprising um but what's interesting is that you can either watch the censored version or the uncensored version uh the uncensored version is basically softcore porn uh uh, full nudity and every not full nudity but more like just upper upper nudity uh 
lots of rubbing and stuff like that. And then you have the censored version, which is really odd because in the censored version, it's basically the same show except for whenever it does get to the part where it's softcore porn. It becomes a completely random thing that has nothing to do with the episode whatsoever. (laughs) Suddenly, like, they had... And it's weird because they'll do it in the weirdest times. They had this one episode where they just kiss each other and he kind of... He kind of touches her her butt a little bit. That whole part gets cut out, even though it was just them kissing a little bit of slobber. It goes to this whole thing about she suddenly eats him and becomes this gigantic, huge monster thing that takes over the world as the student council president dominating the world, and it made no sense whatsoever. And it cuts back to them being done kissing. It's it's wacky or the. They'll have this other time I've seen suddenly. The cat. I yeah, remember the cat. They have this little stick puppet and it's messing with this cat. And they have this other point where it's the main character and he's a he's a stick puppet and he's trying to pull up the sword uh, Excalibur and everybody's making fun of him because he can't pull the sword uh, out of the stone. It, it's it's weird. It's random. Um, I almost want to say I almost want to say the the censored version is better because. With the uncensored version, it's basically just softcore porn. You might as well watch hentai because there's no, there's, it's not a funny show. It's, it's, it's more awkward than anything. When it gets the more nudity related stuff, it's more just kind of awkward than anything. And you might find the humor in the awkward. Uh, you can definitely find the humor in awkwardness. Uh, it's really in the censored version where it's just kind of random, stupid, and you might find that funny. So, if you like awkward humor, go with this uncensored. If you want the just random stupid humor, go with the censored. Or just watch both of them if you want to, I, I guess. I'm actually interested in rewatching it a second time on the censored <laughs> side. <laughs> no, the reason why I discovered it is because I keep I keep going to my app and I'll or on the the PS4 I'll go to the app and I'll select uh, the show and it and then the first one that comes up is the the censored version. I I accidentally watch that version and I'm and then the moment it starts getting random, I'm going. This has got to be the censored version because she suddenly turned into the gigantic monster and she's terrorizing the world. And then suddenly they're in the classroom again and they just kissed. And, and I'm like, well, what the hell happened? And I go watch the uncensored version. I'm like, why did you censor that? That wasn't even bad. That was actually one of the best parts of the entire show so far. Was that the end of that last episode? Because the little girl showed up? No, just before that. That that kissing scene I hope they was probably the best. Huh? I hope they don't do anything with that little sister. I hope not either. But the, I mean, she looks young enough as it is. I don't want a little girl <laughs> sister doing that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I, what I was getting ready to say was that that scene in general was probably the... And, and, and that's... This, this is actually saying a lot for anime in general. That's probably the most believable seen as far as a hot and steamy kiss that I've ever seen in a show. You should watch more Ilya. <laughs> You'll get plenty of that kind of kiss in, in, And they're in actually believable? Ilya. No, none of none of Ilya is believable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> none of Ilya is believable. But but I mean to, to have to go through like what 40 50 minutes worth of this show just to get to that one scene i mean it wasn't the 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 reason for the scene wasn't really all that believable but the actual scene itself was it was it was misunderstandings 2 point or 1.0 kind of stuff with 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 anime and 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 that's the frustrating thing is i mean the the show isn't isn't bad it's just 
the the scenarios aren't that it's it's almost like they they're giving those scenarios just to give a reason to have some going into a love hotel why just because it was raining oh, no what's, other what's real this reason thing i found on the bed <laughs> it it really is is kind of that was so disturbing. stupid too oh my god <laughs> i'm going Seriously? to hide it in my in my in my school musicy that I'm suddenly found in this this no she wasn't work. hiding it it just randomly flew in there and it was like okay no, and then he was, no he was going to grab it and she went oh and then it went down I and then know. it started I don't know. moving trying to, trying to <laughs> make logic out of this stupid show <laughs> and and, that, and that's the thing I mean it, it's like overly um overly complicated to explain a stupid scenario. Which, I mean, you might as well just have a, I hate to say it this way, but a slut, and she wants to go and do all these things. That'll give you a more viable reason to have all these awkward situations be okay. Let's just remake uh, that that uh, Yamada's first time and just put these characters into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think you. I think you hit a good point where it just seems like the show is really just trying to serve the purpose of bringing about these situations and that's really its own purpose and when you have a short and it's i'm glad i'm glad it's a short uh when you have a situation when you have a show like this where it's only serving that single purpose it makes everything else just kind of feel like it's just there as a tool to facilitate that and thus everything else is worthless kind of thing and 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 as far as and then you have the the other the aspect that as far as they went in the first episode why are they bothered with holding each other's hands (laughs) yeah I mean, you might as well just go ahead and make it a hentai and just go all out yeah. with this show. I mean, it, for all the people the, asking the what do you think should be a hentai, just might as well be this is one of them. Yeah, this this show. I mean, the girl's cute. I I don't I don't argue that. I mean, uh, quite a few of the cr- characters in the show are very cute. Um, and 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 you would have a decent storyline with what you've got here. There's there's no reason why you should have it as a short and then cut off everything that you're doing. I mean. You're just making the entire situation forced into a very small amount of time that you don't really need to do. <sighs> okay, let's move on. Let's move on to more happy, fluffy things. Let's move on to school live. Yes, I said it. I said school live. I've been struggling with saying school live for an entire three weeks because I kept saying school live. <laughs> um, or as I think the like the direct translation is living at school so that's why I get live I'm assuming I don't think it's anything to do with idols it has to do with zombies get it live school zombies Andrew finally got his zombie show I'm sorry I'm excited I'm sorry I've been asking for an anime zombie show that's not high school of the dead for a long time and I finally got it so you got moe zombies and I'm cool with that <laughs> and I was afraid of it was gonna be stuck in clubs, and it's not quite doing that. So I'm happy. Everything is everything's happy so far. Uh, this show follows a group of girls who are in a club that's called the School Living Club, School Life Club, and their their directive is to spend their lives at school. They 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 sleep there. They go to school there. All that kind of stuff, and. Their rule is that they don't go home; they stay in the, their their little club. Um, but the element of this show, of course, is the fact that there's a zombie apocalypse happening, kind of thing. Um, 
and it just goes about their their daily lives and how they deal with this this world that they're in and diving into each one of the characters and how they experience things and everything like that. Uh, there's definitely the obvious spoiler in the first episode, which we're not really going to get into. It had a really good twist in that first episode. If you don't watch any of this show, just watch the first episode. Yes, it does kind of feel, if you're not into the cute Moe aspect of, of, of anime, you might be turned off by the beginning of that episode. Um, but it really is in its execution of the twist in that and all of the kind of hidden aspects in that episode that really shines how creative the writer was in this show or manga whatever it's from adapted from is manga um very creative writing very creative stuff that's in the show and so we're not going to really get into that um but it is a show overall i have been very pleased with uh, it's doing the characters well yeah you might find that yuki's a little bit overly genki but i i find that she's She's pleasant enough. She's cute, so it works for me. Um, I enjoy uh, Kurumi, who is the girl that always walks around with the shovel. Um, they got into her story, and I found that very a lot of there's a lot of moments in the show that are surprisingly brutal and heart wrenching and full of impact. I guess is the best way I can put it. Uh, there's at least probably two times so far in the show that I it, it feels like they ramp up the drama. They get some really good writing in there that sells the moment to me, even though, like we mentioned, it does technically involve a bunch of really cute girls. Um, it it handles the dark elements very well. It 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 surprises me in how well they're handling all these elements in the show, and it's it's like I said, it's hitting all the the zombie desires that I've been wanting from a zombie anime show so far. So I hope it keeps up with that. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I hope. Okay, uh, now this without the rose tinted glasses, without the rose colored <laughs> glasses. Um, <laughs> now this this show, this this show is one of those shows that me and Andrew were both kind of like we're hesitant about this show because of how super um, moeifying it was when when they were showing it in the PV, and we were we were hesitantly opt- optimistic. We were like, okay, these. Who cares? It's it's Moe uh, lollies fighting zombies. We're good, we're good with it, but at the same time, we didn't we weren't sure if it was going to pull off the balance between the two. I was and just, I we, was assuming we it was going to be basically there's zombies outside and they're in a club room. All the episodes is what I was what I was expecting, and and what we got was something slightly different. I mean. Slightly, okay, slightly would be slightly would be an understatement. We different. we got something very much different, and one of the things that I I want I want to come away from this. If you don't take anything else, like my brother was saying, is at least get through that first episode. If you have not tried this yet, which I don't know why you haven't. If you haven't, um, because I. I can't imagine anybody not trying this first episode and seeing what the what we're talking about. The the writing in this show is brilliant, um, and I think that that travels through each episode. Yes, there's there's these duller points and there's some better points, but you probably, can definitely sometimes see more that. like breathers sometimes. Yeah, the, you can definitely see the brilliance in the writing in this show. It it it, tra- uh, it translates through the entire show. Um, 
and and it's so hard because we want to just gush on everything about it and and just tell you all these little tidbits of things that we've seen all through the show but it's a show that you have to experience yourself to actually understand what it is that we're talking about it's it's it's, it, a, it's got a lot of shock things in there that if we kind of explain them they would kind of ruin it Yes. So that's that's one of those things that kind of, and we were we were talking about it. this is one this is the only show that before we started recording it was like how are we going to handle this, and that's pretty much what I came from. It was like really that only that first episode and what's involved in it is really the only point that I would really try to stray away from. And then there's like the lit bits here and there, um, but yeah, it, it's it's really clever writing in that it deals with certain things very well. There's. Uh, <laughs> I'm really trying to avoid a lot of them. It deals with a lot of things that you would kind of think is for not. It surprises me that it's in an anime. It's stuff that I've I've kind of seen dealt with in Western uh, adaptations of this kind of situation, and they handle it a lot very well. And it surprises me that they're able to handle it that well because it's something that I've I've never really seen in anime. Is is really the case, uh, and it's like. The only thing that I can possibly critique the show, I don't want to because I almost feel like it's going to get eventually fixed over time, but it it does kind of do a couple jump arounds in time, and it, it's kind of hard sometimes to get a grasp where the show is currently at in that time frame, but it doesn't break the show. It's one, more one of those things where I'm trying to overanalyze the show, and it's frustrating Which is, me is, is, is a natural it. It is a natural reaction once you see the first episode you will understand this show lends itself to overanalyzing yeah and 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 the, 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 we, we me and my brother had actually gotten into a a, a little bit of a i don't want to say it it was kind of a tiff but it over one particular character and it and it's not it, it's because the show does lend itself to understanding what everything every little key tidbit in this show you one thing you believe and then this other thing you don't believe and 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 it all lends itself to doing that in the show i think ever since the first episode you have the feeling of like you're trying to unravel exactly what is yes what is what kind of thing and that's and that's and that's what we're trying to 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 portray to you this show has brilliant writing art is I, I almost want to say it is the art. The all everything that's going on around them is the art. You want to see what is it? Oh, does that mean anything there? Does that mean anything there? You want to see all that stuff, and you may end up going back and watching it five times just to get every little tidbit out of this show that you can. I like I like the little things like uh, the encounters. I like how they kind of change the art styles for the encounters. I don't know if you ever. It's obvious. It's it's obvious when it happens. I'm not. I'm asking you if you've noticed it because it's pretty obvious. But I kind of like that shift in art style that happens whenever they kind of encounter things, and it just kind of makes it very grim. There's so many things about the show that I just love. So um, we could probably do an entire podcast just doing discussion. We we're definitely probably going to be one of those shows that we're going to do like a spoiler discussion on. Maybe even at the the end of this uh, episode, we'll we'll see. Um, but definitely can't recommend it enough. It is definitely turning out right next to Gangsta. It's turning out to be one of my favorite shows of this season. Yeah, this one is probably topping my list right now. All right, let's let's ungush. Let's kind of compose ourselves again and move forward to uh, 
uh, Rompo Kitan, Game of Laplace. And this is a show based off the works of Edogawa Rompo, who is a this big famed uh, mystery fiction writer a um, long time ago in Japan uh, who got inspiration from Edgar Allan Poe. That's why he got his name from. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but the story is kind of loosely uh, brings in the stories written by Edogawa and puts them into an anime. And this anime follows... A, a boy named Yoshio, who at some point is convicted of a crime that was done upon his uh, his teacher, uh, his homeroom teacher, who he woke up in his classroom and had a saw in his hand, and his homeroom teacher was uh, cut up and turned into a quote-unquote human chair. Uh, the story is based off of the human chair, which Adagawa Rompo uh, wrote. And he basically has to... Prove his innocence, kind of thing, and he, he finds fascination in it because uh, Yoshio has always been very disconnected from the world. Um, he constantly envisions the real world as being the dream world, and his dreams as being reality. Uh, he's very disconnected from the world. He's weird like that. Maybe has some mental issues. We don't know yet. Um, he's also joined by his longtime friend uh, Hashiba Soji, who, who has a who has a thing for him. Has a thing for him, yes, because as we've noted before, <laughs> Yoshio is every element of Yoshio is a girl, except for the fact that they call her a boy. So I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> uh, he's voiced by a girl. Uh, his shoulders are narrow. He wears a blouse, as Crystal blouse. mentioned before. Um, has girly eyes, whereas everybody else has narrow, angry eyes. Has a girl scarf. Uh, has a, a female voice actress. I know I said that before, but it's a female <laughs> voice actress. Um, likes to hunch over and wag his butt as, <laughs> as Hashiba drools at it. Um, yeah, anyways. and his buddy, his buddy gropes him. I mean, it's a girl. Come on, seriously. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to come out. Anyways, (laughs) moving forward. Uh, They are met by a a genius 17-year-old who has been enlisted by the government. I think he's 17-year-old. Enlisted by the government uh, to investigate the murder. And this organization from the government basically pays for board and everything for the student. uh, Basically child prodigies or whatever to basically solve murders. And they're given freedom to leave school whenever they want, investigate the murderers, all that kind of stuff. Lots of freedom. And so Yoshio quickly wants to do exactly what what uh, uh, Akechi's doing, which is the boy that's the detective. Um, so he basically goes to Akechi and says, "Let me be your, you know, your your assistant or your your student, whatever." And Akechi says, "If you, you know, if you." prove your innocence, I'll, you know, I'll bring you on kind of thing. Or even if I don't, the government's going to notice kind of thing. So uh, Yoshio goes through the process of trying to solve this murder and figure out who did it, blah, blah, blah. And that's basically what the show is about. It's basically going through all of these different crimes that happen and involving these different characters. They have the uh, the uh, the detectives uh, and had them getting involved. Uh, Kesuki, who is the uh, like a lead investigator and his partner uh, Yoshio and his friend uh, Hashiba and then of course Akechi who is like the this this super genius kind of guy but yeah uh, sadly it's it's I 
coming into the show, I was expecting a whole lot because it was it was this big thing was about oh Edogawa Rampo, his works are great. He's a mystery writer from back in the day. Edgar Allan Poe, he's gonna be great, cool mystery. Uh, unfortunately, I think I came into it with the, expect- the wrong expectations. I was coming into expecting uh, kind of the the kind of mystery that where you're constantly trying to f- see things before the writer puts them into place. Like you're the the kind of writing where it's showing you the puzzle pieces and it's kind of going. You can put the puzzle together if you want right now before we reveal it. Thus, you get that feeling of yes, I figured out who it was before they reveal that kind of thing. This isn't that kind of show. This is really a show where they're literally taking that book of stories that he's wrote, uh, wrote, and they're just kind of adapting it into the story, and they're just telling you what happened. They're not. They're not showing you the the pieces for you to put together. It's just going this, 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 and then punchline. And more often than not, that final moment where the villain is kind of revealed, it's always like. I've never I mean, seen this character before. How am I supposed to draw that conclusion kind of thing? And, and, and that's, that's, that's the same exact problem I had with Danganronpa. You remember when I was complaining about Danganronpa? Yeah. It's the exact same problem. Is This show lends itself to being this mystery uh, catch the killer, you know. And one of the things that you, you naturally want to do is figure it out before the, the, the main protagonist does. And if you had the same information that the main protagonist has, maybe you would catch it ahead of time. But you're just left dish, to go, yeah. "Wow, he's a genius." Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much it. And and and, it's, and that, I I said all that to kind of bring up my point and the idea that I think I just gave it the wrong label because technically it is still mystery. It is still crime solving. It is still solving these murders. It's still revealing these kind of dark sides of the world. There's all these elements that are still technically mystery. I was just expecting puzzle solving kind of mystery where you're seeing the the things as it's going along you're able to kind of figure it out so i think if you come into the show don't expect that expect this is a show that you're really going to see the story unfold you're going to see some very screwed up stuff happen i i admit there's like there's two episodes so far that have just been heart-wrenching to watch uh they really did tug at some strings the, the last episode really kind of Basically, so far up until this last episode, I was kind of on the, the, the terms of, I'm not really getting much from this show besides you just beat the crap out of my heart and you ripped it out and you threw it on the ground and stepped on it. I'm really upset. And then this last episode kind of showed me, uh, it, was, it did the same exact thing. It still ripped my heart out and threw it on the ground, stepped on it, spit on it, and then gave it back to me and said, here's your prize. But it, it, it kind of ended a little bit kind of bittersweet. I had this kind of moment of, yes, finally at the end of it. Um, so it, it, the show is not terrible. It's just, it's not doing quite what I wanted it to do. Um, but it's still offering me something, even though it's mostly just dark and screwed up kind of stuff, I guess. Um, I'm hoping something more will come of it. Um, but it's still entertaining and, and even if it is kind of mental, emotional torture porn. You got you got a you got a list here, don't you? Yeah. First episode was it the second episode the the bad one? No, the the third episode was a bad one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. the the first the the first two episodes were pretty much torture porn. The human chair. It's the human chair. Gore gore porn. Uh, then the the that episode that you have down is number two here. Th- the third episode is 
the one that you would definitely not like and I did not like, but it happened. <laughs> I I liked it and I hated it at the same time. That one was a special episode. Let's just say that. And then the last two episodes were the 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 first of the last two episodes I didn't like at all. It was just what I why am I watching this show? And then the last one finally actually got to a point where it was like, okay, now I see why this guy has I and and I, that's what I was th- I think that me and Andrew had got to talking about it one time and it was like, you know, I wonder if there's a translation thing is this guy probably is a genius when it comes to writing. Otherwise he wouldn't be as big as he is. Um, and when, when they're putting it on the screen and trying to, I don't know, make a story and make a, a a viable story for a, a series. Maybe that's not translating right because well, you also get, this goes back to our discussion before about different cultures and how they deal with like uh, women and stuff like that. It's the same thing with horror. If you if you've ever looked at anything that's horror based from Japan, it's completely different than how we handle horror. Right. And it, and it's and the way that they handle violence and how they handle gore and how they handle murder is completely different than how we handle it. So I I do see a a huge disconnect, and that, and that partly goes into my whole thing of trying to stop myself from critiquing it for not being a puzzle uh, puzzle mystery is because I just believe that they they handle mystery different. And you're also talking about somebody that's back in the day of Edgar Allan Poe, which would be a lot more different writing than what we experience today as well. Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe is completely different than the horror that we and mystery that we deal yeah. with today. And that's and that's true. I mean, their their style of horror is more of a tension-based horror. It's like sitting a kid down to watch uh, Psycho. He's going to go, Why? that was boring. It's because that was just a different time period for for, for that kind of horror anyways. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> no, you, you're you're fine. Um, but yeah, I, I after that last episode, I have a lot more hope for it. Um, but I'm I'm not hating it, and I I enjoy quite a few elements of it, even if it does hurt to watch quite often. <laughs> Hurts a lot. I I'm I'm mixed on it. I I I have seen some parts of it where it did it did pretty decent, um, but other. But that's two scenes out of the entire show, and that's that's kind of disappointing for me. Otherwise, it's just gore porn. I think our I think our last one's gonna be Makarodanchi. Oh my god! I, I think I think we're doing good and and keeping time. <laughs> I think we're about to the halfway point of all of our shows, and I think we're probably gonna finish it off with Makarodanchi, and we'll do the we'll do the rest of them next week. What do you think? <laughs> Because we want to leave on a high note, Chris. Because <laughs> this is saving anime. This is uh, this is Makara Danchi. This is this is a show that follows a a very weird main <laughs> character who is always in first person. Um, each episode follows her adventures as she comes home <laughs> from work and is greeted by different men. And each of these men try to help her through her struggles throughout the day because she's uh, <laughs> she's having a hard life uh, the first the first main character that she or more main heroine that she runs into not heroine it's a hero, hero. we'll call a hero the first one's kind of a hero, heroine they probably need a lot of heroin to, to watch the show uh, the first character he runs into is Mary and Mary is uh, 
He's a, he's a lazy bum. He's He spends all of his days sitting at home and shushing at a cat, I guess, at some point. Um, but it, the, the shift kind of happens when uh, he starts talking about how he can ease her pain because she's been through a long day of work. And that involves several things, such as listening to what's her problems and giving her massages. She'll, he, he offers to massage her shoulders, her, her back, and also her buttocks. <coughs> and that upsets her, but he quickly turns it against her by being upset at her. Like, nah, you can't, can't be upset at me for offering that because I, I can do that kind of thing. Uh, the second episode kind of just changes it a, a, quite a bit because senpai. we shift from... No, no, no. It's Senpai. And Senpai wants to take care of you. They shifted because they shifted you were you, you, the got to, you got yeah. too drunk. You got too drunk. You got too drunk, and 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 I had to make and he had to make sure that you got there safely. But no, he was fired. No, he wasn't. No, he just made his he boss. Just, mad. He made his he boss, made his boss mad. bad. Yeah. And so he understands what you're going through. Yeah, I mean because he is Senpai. And he wanted her to sleep. And he wanted you to go ahead and sleep because you deserved that sleep wait, because you had been wait, working so hard. You're saying you. Are you saying I'm the main character? Yes, yes that's right. Mind blown. <laughs> You're the main character. That's what's so great about this show is as you watch the show, you are the main character. Exactly. And just like Dora the Explorer and just like Mickey Mouse's Funhouse, you respond to them. <laughs> and even when he says, you want me to give you a massage in your butt? And I said, what the hell? He still just responded the same exact way he would have responded <laughs> if I said, what the hell? And that's what's so great about it. I think that he actually got the responses right. Except for the, the violinist guy who I said, what the hell? You didn't even play anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, here, I'll play you a song. And he gets I, was scream- I was screaming at him for like a whole 10 seconds while he was sitting there pretending to play a song. I like we and I never got a song from him. I was mad. I mean, I understand if they're not going to show him actually move the instrument and actually play the violin. I understand that. Budgets, whatever. But to not have enough money to do pay for a random violin track to play right there? Seriously? <laughs> but it, I, it made, me, I it made me, so, it made me so mad I had to pull out a, a demon spider. You made it appear. It yeah. appeared at my show, too. Uh-huh. I was I was just too busy saying, how can I sleep now? You didn't even play a stupid song for me. I was so mad. It's like you're supposed to sleep after talking to these boys, but the first <laughs> no, no, one okay. I am, no, I am no, no. Okay. Just, just, very just conflicted. <laughs> the second one, I'm like, I don't even drink. And then the third one, I'm like, you didn't even play me a violin. Uh, I'm a bitter all, main protagonist. In, in, all ser- in all seriousness, okay? I'm just going to be serious just for about five seconds. One thing that I, d- I, I don't understand the concept of this game. This sh- just game, one thing. <laughs> is this is supposed to be so that you can fall asleep. Exactly. And out of all three of these characters, one of them was maybe slightly possible you could go to sleep to while he's right there next to you. Mm-hmm. There's still that Please stupid on, opening Chris. track. <laughs> that opening track. How are you supposed to sleep with that opening track? Well, they want you to actually watch the show. They don't want you to be like immediately fall then, asleep. Then why would I? It. Why would I not? Why would I watch it? It's supposed to be putting me to sleep. Don't want to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and you sleep before they even talk to you. They want you to respond like you know, where's Boots? He's in the bushes. <laughs> no, that's Swiper. I probably get more interested. I probably. Get
would get more entertainment out of this was just if this was just straight up, you know, yeah, where's boots and and <laughs> swipe for no swiping. Uh it, it's it's fun though. I, I I honestly think even though I do like get very uncomfortable with a certain things they say, especially like the the butt massage. This is easily probably one of the funniest shows this season, and I don't, and it's funny because they don't they don't try to. It's not trying to be funny. It's just funny because it's so uncomfortable and awkward. I I got a I got a kick out of it because I had never really thought about it. I, I'd watched the first episode and I was like, okay, that's 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 cute. Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. It's cool. And then somebody was I was listening to a, a, a first imp- another podcast first impressions of it and they were going on about how this random guy is in my house and he's laying <laughs> on my bed and he wants to massage my butt and I'm like, that is kind of creepy if you ever stopped and thought about it like that. I just want like the opening scene where she walks in and he's on the bed and you just like have this like the camera moves back a little bit. And then it slowly moves forward, and then the camera pans down to the right, and she pulls this knife out of the drawer and just goes after him. <laughs> Why does Senpai know to talk where about I live? The cat and then go after him. Why does Senpai know where I live? Why does he care about the fact that I? Why did I get drunk with him? <laughs> yeah, why did I get drunk with him? I didn't know I drank. <laughs> who would? And some random preppy boy who probably gets away with murder because he has so much money just kidnapped me and stuck me in a room and is playing nothing to me yeah, he's that, acting like that's he like, play violently he, it would have been so funny to listen to me and my brother going on about the fact that he's not playing a violin when he's trying to play a violin this guy is obviously off his not rocker because he thinks that he's playing a violin but he's not and he something thinks that he's something special he thinks he is the stuff until that stupid spider showed up, showed up. Yeah, when this he's getting all close, and I'm going, oh, this is getting very awkward. And I, I don't the, like you like the that. Pause button is getting really close to being pressed, and then Spider shows up. I'm like, thank you, thank you, Spider. I almost wanted to give the Spider a hug. Like, you are my. I hate spiders, but you're. Go- I'm going to go sleep now with the, the Spider. Me and the Spider are going to hit the sack. That was a hot Spider. <laughs> hey, Spider, what's up? Oh, we need we need more shows like this. We need more shows like this that we could just laugh at it, just because of the pure absurdity of it. Got all them legs. Mm. (laughs) And that cat, Andrew is a leg guy. That cat, that cat. Well, yeah, I got the saber of red. That's true. She is all legs. legs. (laughs) She's my daddy long legs. This is getting awkward. As awkward as Makaranachi. Did we even say it was called Makara no Tenshi? I think we did. I don't think we did. <laughs> it's awkward. It's, it's, it's awkward no Tenshi. Do we need to explain what the show was about or it was from? Did, did we tell them that? We, I know we didn't tell them where it came from. What did, it was a, It was based on on the uh, a set of pillow boys that 12 were twelve twelve pillow boys that were on Dakimuras for girls. Dakimakuras. Yeah. Mm, with your Dakimakuras. <laughs> 12 episodes, 12 boys, 12 awesomeness moments of pure awkward joy. Watch it today. And just to watch one of them and just, 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 it doesn't matter who, just pick one random guy out of the list and just watch it just because it's purely absurd. Now, of the three boys that we've had so far, which one do you think is the least awkward of the, the bunch? 
probably senpai. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the drunk one because it's just at least you're in a car and nothing can happen. You're safe because you at least have the driver behind you. No, senpai. Senpai seems kind of safe. Whereas violinist, I think is. I think he's seriously. Violinist, I, think he's seriously, I, like I think he's seriously mentally disturbed. Yeah, I think. He thinks, um, and he thinks very highly. Of and himself. he thinks very highly of himself. I was like, who would sleep to this jerk? He's an idiot. <laughs> I want to punch him. And then, and then the merry guy was just—he—he he was a little too forward for me. He a little bit too cringe, forward. very cringe. But very then cringe. again, Senpai was ready to get hit, get me in the sack, and I—I I wasn't sure if I was okay with that. Yet. He was down on his luck. He was drunk. We were both drunk. I could see danger after that scene. Yes. Yeah. He—he he was he was flat out. Let's go home and sleep together. And I'm like, I don't know about you yet. You're either gonna. I just I just started gonna talking happen, to you, or... and, and I'm a little bit intoxicated. I I don't know if my if my uh, my my inhibitions are properly allowing me to take this entire situation in. Three scenarios can happen after that scene. One is we're not going to get into. Two, you could possibly wake up with a pool of blood and you possibly be found as murderer or, or be you know suspect to a murder. Or you could possibly wake up in a tub full of ice with your missing kidneys. This is true. Nothing about that scene is going to end well. Probably, or you can just lose your job because you might tell the boss. You might take maybe it would be better photos just, of you and show the maybe boss. it would be better to just go with the creepy guy who hisses at hat. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about that scene. Good. <laughs> I would just kick him out of the house and then just go to bed. He seems like the weakest one, so you could just easily just <laughs> throw him out. Just throw him out the window. Hopefully, it's a two story. He's like, Where's my hurt. lolly? I need a lolly in this show. <laughs> There's gonna be some some Shota at least or, or little boys. Yeah. At least then I got a little brother that I can go ahead and just protect. I hope that doesn't get awkward. That that better not get awkward. Yeah, please don't. Don't get awkward. Don't don't get weird on that one. Just just yeah, just be the kid that says, "Hey, let's let's play some cards together," and then you go to sleep to play old maid. Dare yeah. So. We ended all on an awkward that happened. note. Yes, that happened. I, don't know if I feel dirty now. We probably just, you know, isolated ourselves from an entire yeah, group thinks, of people. Everybody thinks that we're weird now. Going to start getting tweets from people with cute pictures of boys and saying, I, I'm i just like you. I like Mary. He's so cute. Yeah. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed this this first half of our first impressions. Again, we'll have the other half next week. Um, like I said, this is our new little format. We're trying to dive into these things a little more, give you guys some more of our input on them. Um, so let us know in the comments if you if you appreciate this move more, or did you like the old one where we're rushing through everything and trying to get them all in one episode? Um, let us know, and let us know what you guys think of these episode of these shows. If you agree with us, disagree with us. If you loved Classroom Crisis and you think I'm the worst person in the world for hating on it, let me know. I'd like to hear what you think was cool about it. I'm probably going to get bashed <laughs> for hating uh, Makarno Donchi. Yeah, we're going to get like all the Fajoshis after us. <laughs> uh, it's, I, it, it is so funny because I didn't actually hate it. I just thought it was silly. <laughs> like I said, I just laugh at it. It was just awkward funny. Um, but yeah, you can find us on TakuSpirit.com. You can go to this for our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community on the forum top. You can contact us via all of our social links that are on otakuspirit.com on the right side there. Um, sign up for our forums. 
uh, post in there, chat with people, great community of people in there. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching. Appreciate y'all. Os later. Oh, oh, oh.